0: Well, hello, everybody. Hey, how are you? This is Ghost Stories Told from the South, and I am your host, Stephen LeBooth Brothers. Uh, let's flip this over. It's just going to be me today. Lexi ain't going to be here. If you hear anything in the background, it's Steph chasing bagel around the house. I got the door open in the studio because it's kind of hot and let the air conditioner flow better. But. Let's flip this over on the personas and get going. What do you say, my fine feathered friends? Hello, hello, this is Ghost Stories Told from the South. I'm your host, Stephen Lebooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wicked Dr. Evil Kitty in the back. I hope everybody's having a good day. I got some creepy stories, creepy stories for you. It should be fun. I hope everybody's having a great day, and it's just going to be me today. I don't know when Lexi's be back. She's gonna be back, but she's been getting really. She's got really, really busy. She's uh, got uh, another job now doing daycare again. So, hey, it is what it is. I'll still continue the show, guys, so don't worry about that. I know it ain't as fun without Lexi being here, but she'll be back to do some. Well, with saying that, I hope everybody's been having a good week. Hope you had a good uh, weekend. and Just hope you're uh, enjoying life, having fun. But, kick back. Relax. Pull your covers up. And listen to the show. i got some great stuff for you today. I got a lot of little stuff. Next week I'm going to really dive in and try to get some stories that are longer than five to ten minutes. So a lot of these are going to be five minute stories. So but let's get on with it. first story. We're, uh, we're going to be covering Arizona this week or today. So last week was uh, Nevada. This week is Arizona. So we're gonna go over Valona's Canyon, Echoes of the Dead. During the eighteen hundred gold rush, everyone wanted a piece of the action. A family that headed west built a cabin in the in the canyon, and the father would go into the mountains to search for gold. He came back every few months to provide food for his family. The one month he didn't come back, his family started starving to death, which drove the uh, mother insane. Instead of watching them die, she put one on her wedding. What now? Drove her mother mother insane. She put one on the wedding dress. And oh, okay. So, here's what she did when they started starving to death. Instead of just sitting there watching them die, she went and put her wedding dress on. So that's what threw me up off. Oh, she put on a wedding dress? That fucking threw me off really bad. I was like, what? So I had to stop and regroup. Sitting there talking about ghost stories. And then she's like, hmm, we're starving. I'm going to put a dress on. That's so appropriate. <coughs> that's freaking weird. <coughs> Anyways... Well, too, I mean, when you're locked away from society like that, they were in that, on the cabin living in the canyon. And um, kind of go insane not seeing nobody. You know, you see your kids all the time. But, I don't know. it make you mentally crazy. But anyways, instead of watching her family starve to death, uh, she put her wedding dress on and chopped her children up. After she realized what she did, she began wailing and beginning uh, begging for forgiveness. The uh, mother's screams can still be heard, they say, in the canyon. But see, that's a weird story because they don't ever uh, save what happened to her. You know, that's that's why I find kind of weird. They didn't... Uh, Say what happened to the woman. Well, she probably committed suicide after that. They didn't say, though. I'm just saying. I need to know these things if I'm telling your story. All right. Next story we're going to go to is. Ah, oh, you sucker. Come on. All right, our next story is uh, at the University of North Air- North Arizona. Oh, it's the suicide victim that still haunts one of the dorms there in North Arizona University. During uh, Christmas break of 1953, a student in North Arizona University named Kathy was depressed and so poor she couldn't afford to uh, afford a trip home. She ended up hanging herself and was discovered by uh, the cleaning lady. They say her spirit still wanders around the hall, causing all sorts of disturbances. Lights coming on and off, strange smells. So apparently she turns the lights on and off and she farts. Um, and people have, have seen her from time to time, too. Her favorite pranks are pulling blankets over people who live on her old floor. They have also been reported of her uh, locking girls in the bathroom, despite the fact the bathroom does not actually have a lot. Mmm, yeah, that will creep you out pretty bad. See, like I said, a lot of these are shorties. If this uh, episode isn't that long, guys, I'm sorry. I will make it up to you this week. After I get through with this episode, I'll start deep diving deep into these stories. But some of these, man, I don't get a whole lot. It sucks ass. uh, I'll try to get some good material for you guys. Because here it is, ten minutes into the program. And I'm fixing to be on my third story. So... Anyways, let's get back on the scaring the pants off you, my little scary kiddos. This is the ghost of Route 85 in Arizona. A newlywed couple was driving through Ajo. Oh, no. Ajo. Ajo. Y'all quit back there. Uh, Ajo, Arizona, in the 1950s on the way to their honeymoon at Lake Tahoe. Unfortunately, they were driving at night and did not see a huge boulder in front of them until their car slammed into it, killing them both. It's been said that if you drive around the area at midnight, you will encounter the car with the couple alongside it, trying to call for help. Pretty creepy. See, I don't know how I'd handle something like that, being out in the middle of nowhere and BAM! Seeing something. That would scare me pretty good. I think I would uh, definitely drop some deuces in my britches. Alright, next we're going to go to the Hotel Weatherford. Since uh, it's opening in the 1900s, the hotel has had a very famous list of guests including William Ralph Ernest Wild Earp and President Theodore Roosevelt. But its most infamous ghost may be the ghost of a murdered couple from the 1930s. There have been reports of guests waking up to find a bride and groom sitting on their bed. People have always seen a female figure moving around the hotel ballroom. And distant voices are also uh, regularly heard. So, if you want to work there, you're going to be working around a bunch of ghosts, it sounds like. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Imagine being, you know, somewhere on the road and you stop in here. Hey, let's stop at this old place, baby. It's cool. You go to bed and you wake up in the middle of the night to go pee or something. And, hello, hello, there's two ghosts sitting on your bed. Yeah, I would definitely crack my pants. Definitely shit them. Yes, I will. I'm sorry once again if this is if it's going to be a really short episode. But I'm going to make it stretch just a little bit, at least for 30 minutes. There might. Now we're going to go to Northern Arizona's Council Government Head Start Administration Building in Flagstaff. There's the apparition of a woman that has been roaming the halls. Uh, people have also heard voices and found various objects moving uh, moved around. Doors are suddenly locked and keys no longer work. Telephones ring without anyone calling them and then they've been in unplugged it's also been reported that the uh, fascists turn on Oh, the faucets turn on and off hopefully the water bill doesn't get too high with them pulling that shit I know I'd be mad. Which one of you ghost left the freaking faucet running again? I swear you kids are gonna be the death of me! Y'all remember that scary movie? Uh, okay, children under the... Was it children under the stairs? Uh, <coughs> was it the children under the stairs or the kids under the stairs? Anyways, there's that one movie, remember, where they break... them guys break into it, and it's got them people living in the halls, and they got a crap load of kids that live in the basement downstairs, and she's got that one that's her daughter. Yeah, I remember, and she's like... that one scene where she bangs the floors... She's like, kids in the floor, kids in the walls, kids in the, you kids are going to be the deck i me. made. And she smashes her heels. That was a creepy show. That was pretty, pretty spooky. Now we're going to go over the antique mall in Tucson of the Arizona. It turns out that the mall in Tucson is haunted. There's one area that is that used to be a furniture store with an antique typewriter that has not been used in years. But many people can say they hear it type away. When someone investi- investigates the sound, there wasn't anyone to be found near the type. I mean, really, what would you do if you used somewhere by yourself and some shit like that happened? That'd be crazy. I would definitely be going, mm, I think I need to find a job. There have also been reports of furniture rearranged during the night. Radios uh, be having... It. Radios will have odd... Uh, radios will be behaving oddly. Uh, vanishing figures and... Uh, phenomenal sounds of broken glass. So, yeah, this place is pretty active now. So they didn't go much into detail of why or what it was before it was an antique shop. But that place don't have to be haunted. Maybe there's an ob- object, since it's an antique store in there that was haunted, and it's haunting the place. It's always that simple. It's the damn, damn ghosty. Get ya Sorry, guys. I had to take a water break there, baby. But we're going to get back with the skittier, skittier story. <laughs> I don't got many left, so I'm going to try and stretch. I need to quit talking so fast. I think I talked too fast. I need to work on that. Because it's not a race. I'm here to relax, enjoy the podcast with you guys. And get scared out of my weeds. (laughs) Okay. The Hotel Monte Vista does not have uh, have one ghost. It has a whole bunch of them. There's a... uh, figure of a bellboy that ring, that knocks and rings doors. There's a figure of a bellboy that knocks on doors. A bank robber from the 1970s. A ghost who uh, constantly is coughing. And the specter of a woman roaming the halls. Patreons of the Overlook Hotel would feel right at home here. Because the Overlook Hotel is... Haunted just as bad as this one. So apparently this one's got a lot of spooky crap going on with it, you know. It's got a bank robber. We've got the old bellboy that comes messing with you. That'd be creepy, too. Imagine opening the door and seeing a bellboy there and then disappear or go away. See, that's the kind of shit I don't know if I could handle. I'd be like I'd be like a Scooby-Doo, you know. Good go go Okay, now we're going to go over the Hotel Vidome, located in Prescott, Arizona. I wonder if that's where Dak Prescott's from. <laughs> uh, located in Prescott, Arizona, the Hotel Vidome was once the site of a heartbreak and uh, what it was the site of heartbreak and death. Abby Bray, her husband and cat moved to Arizona. Oh, they moved to Arizona because of her because of her uh, tuberculosis. Every so often Abby's husband would go out and get medicine for her, but one time he never came back and a heartbroken Abby starved herself and by extent extensions her cat to death to death in the room. So her and her cat basically fucking starved to death in the room. Why didn't they just say that and putting in, instead of putting it in parentheses and going anyways, she starved herself so in room 16 so if you're ever there stay in room 16, that's where she died. By the 1940s, many guests started reporting that they saw Abby in her in their room while awaiting for her husband. Apparently, she she's quiet frequently. She's quiet and frequently spotted, despite all the uh, sadness. So she's pretty friendly, quiet. She don't um, you know fuck with you or anything. You just see her all the time. Now that is pretty shitty, though, man. But that's a big part of a lot of these ghost stories I've been uh, recognizing. That um, a lot of it's heartbreak, whether it's uh, the male or female doing, whether it's the male or female that leaves. There's always a case of, you know, one of them getting married and committing suicide, or like this guy. I mean, really, how could you move a woman and then in, and then go? I'm out of here. Screw this, bitch. That's so rude. Well, he'll probably pay for his. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. All right. I have a feeling I've gone over these stories before. If I have, I apologize, and I'm very, very sorry. I haven't done my uh, research. I went back to my archives to uh, see what we have done. So, if you hear anything you've heard before, I'm sorry. Some of this stuff sounding familiar. Some of these stories. Not all of them. Just some of them. Like this one. Alright, we're going to go over the Phoenix Lights now. In 1997, a famous alleged UFO sighting occurred. Unlike most sightings, however, this one was reported by thousands of people within the same time frame. So there's no way of people making bullshit excuses of what it is. A lot of people seen it. It was real, man. It's still real to me. Ooh, excuse me. Two sets of lights were said to be in a triangle-like formation that slowly moved across the sky. Even the governor of, Ari- of Arizona saw the lights and thought of them as uh, over uh, uh, overwhelming you know other world or you know otherworldly like the air force uh, later said the second pair of lights were flares dropped from an aircraft during an ex- during an and ex- exercise <coughs> but that does not explain the first set see that's what i mean this time there was too many people, so our government couldn't say, Oh, um, no, that that don't exist. I've, I've never seen that before. What do you mean? Anyways, that's just crazy. Okay. For our last story of the day, guys. Sorry this is a shorty. I'm going to make it up. I'm going to try to make next week's. I'm going to try and make next week's um, longer for you. Because you guys deserve it. I got good loyal fans, I'll say that. I appreciate you all. Okay, we're going to go over the Bigfoot in Arizona. They got a Bigfoot too. That's right. Arizona has its own Bigfoot too. And it's said to be seven foot tall. And it's uh, incredibly uh, strong. And it has red eyes. Haha, <laughs> he's got the red eye, if you know what I mean. It's also supposed supposed to smell terrible. Let's see. Oh wait, with an odor describes as similar to a dead fish, skunk, or somebody with bad body odor. decaying musk and musk of snapping turtle. And it's extremely violent and loves uh, disabling deer. How fucking sick is this guy? Fucking number one, he don't take a bath, apparently he stinks. Now, well you gotta think though. These creatures if they're real if they are real live out in the country, in the woods. <laughs> in the forest. They don't get they don't take baths every day. So whatever they eat, they're still going to smell like, and then when they go to the bathroom, it's, you know, they don't get to keep themselves clean, so yeah, they're going to stink. But I could just imagine the smell of something, you know, like that. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reportings, uh reported sightings have been all over Arizona with the earliest dating back with the latest. I mean, the earliest signs of him being seen was in 1908 when someone claimed to see the beast near the Grand Canyon. Wow, that's crazy. That's a dry right around The most reported claim that the creature had long white hair and two-inch long claws. There's also a sighting in 1940 which claimed the creature had deep-set in deep-set and expressive eyes. In 2006, a number of, oh, a member of the White Mountain Apache Nation claimed there were several sightings of the monster. These reports said the creature, the creature was all black, but no encounter by the, by it within no encounter with any violence see every state I've noticed too has their version of a bigfoot which I'm not out on stuff like that because I look at it this way we, we don't know exactly what's out there deep in the forest out in the middle of nowhere We don't know what lives that we don't see so how can you sit there and say something don't exist? I mean we're not out in the woods 24/7 we're a majority in the city guys. But that closes up this part of the show, so... I'm going to sit here and ramble for a little bit. Catch up, catch up on some spooky shit. Um, you know how uh, my niece, she's got a spooky house. Well, Jackson, and... Th- this is June. I mean, July. Remind- uh, remember now. This is July. And uh, Jackson... Lost his shoes over there during school. And school got let out in May, so I think he lost them. It was the first part of spring, so April. Uh, couldn't find them anywhere. We could not find them shoes anywhere. Well, then we uh, was over there doing something. Jackson found his shoes. They was in the basket, and I asked uh, Ashley. I was like, how did you found them? Because they just showed up. But that's how crap uh does over there. It just, uh, just shows up or disappears. It's like one night, Tyler made him a big old plate of spaghetti and it disappeared and then came back. Which was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just some weird stuff happens over there. But I hope I didn't scare you guys too bad tonight. But don't worry, guys. I'm going to dig down deep and uh, try to stay focused on looking at the hard camera. And uh I'm gonna dig, uh, dig. That's not what I meant to say. I'm gonna dive down deep and get some good research done to make my stories longer for next week, <sighs> so y'all can be telling some good stories around the campfire. Right? Because I know it's camp season, everybody's out doing their thing. It's summertime because last summer sucked ass. But yeah, hope everybody's having fun, getting some good memories with their families, and uh, maybe getting some ghost stories. Y'all email me. <laughs> any ghost stories y'all have or anything. At any time y'all can email me at uh ghost stories told from the south at gmail.com Don't forget to uh, go check out our YouTube channel. It's uh you know same thing, Ghost Stories Told from the South. Uh go give us a thumbs up and uh like our videos and sub- subscribe so every time I put something on there like this video I'm doing now, it'll come on at six o'clock in the morning. So when the podcast does, so, yeah, you can look up my ugly mug, and we'll be, uh, gonna try to be doing some more videos, but give us, uh, some more downloads, some more love, uh, give us, five-star reports on stuff, and, uh, yeah, guys, I'm glad you enjoyed the show, uh, we're doing great, our numbers keep growing up, we're, uh, I know it don't sound like shit to y'all, but it does to me, it been doing this for a little bit over a year and I've already got over 3,000 downloads. I think that's pretty good for a little old country boy that does this by himself. But I'm going to keep uh, keep going, guys. I like doing this. So hope you don't mind. I'm sticking around thinking like you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, this has been Stephen LeBou. here for the Ghost Stories Told from the Side. I hope I did not scare you too much tonight. I did not mean to. But you guys be good. Have fun. And don't get too scared now, little kitties. <laughs> boy. Oh, shoot, I'm sorry. I do this every fucking time. All right, guys. Thanks for checking the show out today. I will see y'all next week, baby. And, uh, yeah, I'll see y'all next week. And uh, have fun out there, YouTube land. Good night. We will see you later, man. Have a good one, turds. Don't get too scattered out. This has been Stephen LaBooth. Bye from Ghost Stories Told from the South. Bye-bye.